guys, welcome to another episode of Movie Portals. Um, as always, it is myself, Brian, and my very good friend, Ryan. How are we today, Ryan? Aye, I'm quite tired, quite sleepy, but other than that, bloody fantastic, you? <laughs> I'm pretty good, thanks. I'm also sleepy. I've only been up for 30 minutes, so if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably still be in my bed. Aye, same. Have you been up too much recently? Uh, not a lot, no. Uh, just working, doing the usual. I don't think I've seen any films since um, we last spoke. Uh, no, I don't, no, I haven't. No, no. So, no. Nothing really <laughs> to report to you. Alright, fair enough. You? I went to the dogs last night. What's that? Like the dog racing. Alright, okay. Uh, with a few people from work. And um, had a had a wee flutter, and I never won anything. <laughs> and then what it was, was a great re- night. <laughs> well, it was a good night. It was a good laugh. But what was really annoying is this wee woman who I didn't like. I don't know who she is. I've never met her before. She doesn't work with us. Well, she might. I just don't know it. But she doesn't. She doesn't work with us. And then the first thing she did was clever. I'll give her that. We were all like, we were in the outside bit, and she'd brought a chair outside, and I thought, oh, that's clever. Because I was fed up standing. She was the only person who had done it. But she kept winning. And winning like loads. And the reason... And that doesn't annoy me that she was winning. That's not why I dislike it. I dislike it because she was winning. And she never watched a single one of the races. <laughs> she was just gone putting bets on. Willy nilly. And then and then after every race she was just like... Oh I've won! Like not even paying attention. Just sitting down like talking to people. So... Maybe she was just a pro. Maybe, maybe she had inside inside tips, and she was she was just cleaning up. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, I've not seen any movies since we spoke either on Wednesday. Yes, you seen it this weekend. I think I'm going to see uh, Pacific Rim tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, Isle of Dogs on Monday night. Nice. What about yourself? Nah, working pretty much all weekend, so Tuesday's going to be my first opportunity to see it. Um, I don't really know what I'm going to see. I think by that point, um, Ready Player One might be out. I think um, it's Thursday that's out. Is it? Unless they're they're doing a... It's the 28th, I'm sure I saw. Oh, really? I don't know what day that is. I thought it was the 29th. That would be Wednesday if it's the 28th. Um, I... If if I can go and see that again, I will do. Um, I'll probably try and check out Pacific Rim. I might not get that straight away, but I will try and check it out at some point, I think. There's on once in Sheffield on the 20... I mean, Ready Player One on the 28th. I see. I don't know, I just looked up last night when I was in work, so I never really looked much more into it, apart, than, apart from it saying it was at the 28th. Are you... Are you going to see just I just because it was on IMAX there and it just made me think of something? Are you going to see Avengers in an IMAX? No, super screen, silver burn. Apparently, everybody I know is doing that as well. A couple of people in work and um, Gary, who we were talking about the other day, there he's got to see it as well. On the super screen? Uh, I don't know if they're going to see it in the super screen, but they are going to on like midnight showings at um, silver burn. But I'm I'm going to the super screen. Well, because I booked standard 2D because, like, the 
I'm Max and Sheffield is always 3D, and I'm not biggest 3D fan. Yeah, I saw, so I think it was as IGN released a trailer for Avengers, and it, it showed you what you'll see in standard and what you'll see in IMAX, and like you see so much, like the this obviously the screen's so much wider. So like there was like, do you know there's like a shot of Thanos, and it's just his head that was in the standard trailer. But if you watch it in IMAX, you'll see like buildings behind him and stuff. So. I think it's going to be one because it was all the whole film was filmed in IMAX. Like at some point, it probably probably be a wise decision to go see it. Well, I foresee I'm probably going to see this film more than once. Um, so I'll try and get it the next day, and if not, I've got an opportunity maybe a couple of days after that. I think I would be able to go and see IMAX. So I'll try and catch it there at some point or other. Yeah, I think that's oh well, well and I. I'm sure I'll see this multiple times, especially after, well, hopefully what Mr. Gunn was suggesting the other day. Yeah, aye, and I've, I've really, I've faith in what he's saying that it's going to be true. I, I think we're going to be going out or not about this film. Uh, and then did you see his wee backup tweet as well? Uh, don't think so, no. Because t- I think it was about maybe a good few hours later and he was just like, can't stop thinking about Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did see that. So it's aye. I, do you know? I've done. I've made an absolute rookie mistake in looking at too many things online, and I think I might have seen just a minor spoiler for something that I would have preferred to have seen um, during the film. I'll not say what it is because I think it'll be quite a cool thing. But can I, I ask? I've, can I ask just one thing? Did it involve Thanos? Yes. And Spider Man. Um, possibly. I think the theory involves him, but yeah, I, didn't. I think I, I've seen it as well. Someone had, I was scrolling through Instagram and someone had done like a split from top top to bottom and showed a particular thing in the bottom that people had already spoken about. They'd seen it Comic Con. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Yeah, he's pulling something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. PG though, so we're, we're fine. Cool. Anyway. We've, we talked enough about Avengers last week. <laughs> I know. But this we is could... actually a second special. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, aye, move on then. Get on, done we? Well, am I doing the trailers this week? Uh, you're not. Oh, aye, so I, sorry, I apologise. I normally do them, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, we better rusty here. Um, Alright, okay. Well, first trailer we've got. It's probably the biggest one of the week, um, depending on the type of films you like. But... Uh, first one we've got is Deadpool 2, um, so it's directed by David Leitch, um, synopsis, after surviving a near-fatal bovine attack, a disfigured cafeteria chef, Wade Wilson, struggles to fulfil his dream of becoming Maybury's hottest bartender, while also learning to cope with his lost sense of taste. Searching to regain his space for life, as well as his uh, flux capacitor, Wade must battle ninjas, the Yakuza, and a pack of sexually aggressive canines as a journey around the world to discover the importance of family, friendship, and flavour, finding a new taste for adventure, and earning the coveted coffee mug title of World's Best Lover. Starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, Morena Bakarin, TJ Miller, Josh Brolin, Zazie Beats, and Terry Crews. Brian, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I really liked it. Um, one thing that I think the main thing that stuck out to me, well, there's a couple of things, but I think the main thing I thought 
it looked like we're going to get more action in this film than we did in the first Deadpool movie. Because there's only really two action bits, isn't there? Uh, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Two- like, I mean, like, long sort of action. Like, like the, set the, pieces. Yeah, the, the bit on the, the, the bridge and then the bit at the end on, which looks like a, a Avengers jet carrier thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think the action looks good, but in... Um, quite interesting that we're, we're going to get X-Force in it which I don't think But if people started guessing after the first trailer but we weren't 100% and then the second thing for me is the, the, the Cable storyline it looks like he's the antagonist at least for most of the movie or at the beginning we're, we're, we're going to be led to believe that because I don't imagine they're going to make Cable a villain just because he's not Um He's obviously coming back, from what I can guess from the trailer, he's coming back to kill that kid. Uh-huh. Which uh, is a little reminiscent of... Uh, well, we, we think he's coming back to kill the kid. I, I actually think it might not be in the terms of... It might be a bit more like the Messiah Complex... Um, uh, comic in terms of... Cable comes back to... To save a kid, like there's a, for those who don't know, there's never there's been no mutants born for years, and then all of a sudden there's this mutant baby born, and Cable comes back to take her into the future, so they can protect her from people. I think it might be more along those lines than him killing him. But Wade thinks that he's going to kill him. Yeah, aye. It's uh kind of, it's hard to get like any real story or any kind of real. Like storyline as to what, how this is all going to play out. I think for the the trailer, like it's there's lots of different things that you see in it, but it's just hard to kind of put it all together. I think, so, yeah, um, a kind of difficult trailer to break down, but or to yeah to to put together. I suppose back that way. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, the only thing I'm concerned about it is just that they don't like hit that button too often, where like somebody drops an f bomb or. I don't know, it just puts together, like, a number of swear words, like, in a sentence, like, it just seems they might do that maybe too much, that was the same kind of worries I had about the first Deadpool film, and it was fine, so it might be okay, but, um, I think, I think that's probably my own real, only real concern about the, the, um, film based in the trailer is just that, um, it doesn't, or that they might use that too much. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I get what you're saying because I was concerned about the first one as well in terms of I didn't, I wasn't hundred percent sure it was going to work with how many times he's going to break the fourth wall and how he obviously knows he, in the, like he's in a comic so he knows he's in a movie sort of thing, how well that would work. But the first one was excellent and worked really well. Um, but there, I guess there is that danger of like, oh, they loved that in the first one. Let's give them m- more of it. But I would imagine you should probably you should always probably hold that back. But I think it's testing well. They've done some tests in it, and I think the the sort of only negatives that people had were they wanted more cable and they wanted more domino. So it wasn't like oh they need to get rid of this, they need to get rid of that. They're doing they're doing this far too much. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the pos- as much as the negatives, the positive negatives, if that makes sense. Aye. And so, in, in general, I'm pretty hopeful for, for Deadpool 2 
Yeah, definitely hopeful, like, overall, because enjoyed the first one so much, so, aye, but it just, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I've just got, like, some minor concerns, but I'm sure they'll be put to bed once we actually get the movie. I think, I think as well, though, like, Deadpool's one of those movies that sort of transits, transcends its genre in terms of, like, as much as it was a great comic book movie, it was probably, it's probably been the best comedy in the last five years. Yeah. And like because I've got people I know people who think comic book movies are okay but they love Deadpool and a big part of that is the humour side of things Aye. Pro- probably the fact that it takes the piss out of comic book movies a wee bit as well yeah but I think that works for comic book fans as well because it's things that we know are a bit silly but we still love it <laughs> I was going to say something there about another I think, I think like as well like it's and I think they kind of made a joke a wee bit about it like at the end of the trailer, um, but I think like because the first one was such a success, it's going to be hard to like live up to that again. Like yeah. it's kind of like Guardians One trying to live up to Guardians Two. Like it was really good and loved it, but it wasn't quite as good as the, the first one. I think there might be an element of that as well, which I'm maybe a wee bit worried about. Yeah, maybe. Like I said, one of the things that I said at the start. Speaking of the, the, I thought the action looked really good in this. Yeah, it um, does. The, mm-hmm. This sort of sword fighting, and it, you even see the bit when he gets shot through his hand. Aye. And he like flips his hand around and then shoots the guy. I thought Did it was know? Cable. No, no, like, so Deadpool gets shot. Oh, I know, but I mean, I, I thought it was, just like when it flashed, I, I had to look at it a couple of times, because I thought, oh, that looked like Cable, he shot, like, shot with the gun in his hand. No, I don't. Rem- I don't remember. Even, like, but there was a couple of bits in it I thought were, were quite funny. Like, I wasn't laughing at loud, but see the bit when um, what's the wee taxi driver called again? Uh, Dopinder. Yeah, and he's like, you've got, I don't know, obviously, like, you've got the power, you've got the thighs, and it sh- shows you like a scene. Did you notice he was oh, wearing yeah. like he was wearing high heels? Aye. And then, like, the little bit from the studio that brought you 27 dresses. Aye, that was my favourite bit. And the Devil Wears Prada. Like, <laughs> just, like, I, th- I think we might be okay because it doesn't take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. So, I quite enjoyed him uh, in uh, Xavier's wheelchair as well. Aye, aye, that was good. Nice <laughs> wee, wee Easter egg. It had like Obama, it had like Obama on the wall and stuff like that, didn't it? Aye, aye, Obama and Lincoln, I think it was. <laughs> cool. Uh, nice. Um, all right, next trailer we've got is just a teaser trailer. Um, I didn't realise this until um, afterwards, um, but it's just a wee short one. Uh, so it's for a movie called Terminal. It's directed by Von Steen. Uh, synopsis is two men, uh, sorry, two hitmen agree to take on a high risk mission for a mysterious ployer. And a large paycheck. Along the way, they encounter a woman who may be more involved in their mission than they had realised. Uh, this movie is out on the 11th of May. I've not really heard anything of it before now. Um, starring Margot Robbie, Simon Pegg, Dexter Flesh, Fletcher, even, and Mike Myers. Um, so, again, it's just a short one, but what did you think of this? Um, well, I, I, that's me just hearing the synopsis for it, but when I watched the trailer, like, I did think I was, I was slightly intrigued by it, but obviously having no idea what it was about because it's literally just people walking. 
Um, <laughs> and then it shows you like what looks like a sort of abandoned terminal in maybe a train station or an airport. I'm not quite sure. It's quite dark. Um, but I'm wondering if this has maybe got some sort of supernatural or like I don't know, like things that maybe not quite of this our earth sort of thing. Yeah, I I read something else, and I think they kind of hint at it in there, or maybe even a direct line um, in it. But it's something like about going down the rabbit hole, or well, she's like that. she Well, that's what I thought when she said about being a you must you'd have to be a mad hatter to go there. Yeah, yeah. And then she sort of said she was, and so they had little clues like that. Just when I'm assuming that's Marco Robbie speaking. Yeah, sounded um, like her. Um. I think it with with the fact that maybe Simon Pegg and Mike Myers is in it, it might be. I'm not suggesting it's going to be a full comedy, but it might be sort of have comedic elements. It's got a really strange tone. Like it, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of some kind of like mix between something like Blade Runner and Cincinnati. maybe like. No, like, I was thinking maybe like Wrinkle in Time or something. I'm not a saw Wrinkle in Time, so I don't really know for sure, yeah. but. Just like that kind of weird, um, almost fantasy type world. Aye, and he, which, and that's where I got the fantasy type world vibe as well. But there's nothing in the trailer to suggest that. No, I think it was just the, what she was talking about. Aye, aye, I would say or agree. Yeah, um, but it's certainly intrigued. Just like um, so, it'd be nice to see a full trailer, which I imagine that this is maybe the only thing that's concerning is that if it's out on the eleventh of May, we're just getting a teaser trailer. Um, are they have they taken too long to finish, or are they not happy with it? So they're trying to just Hide put it. this one in under the radar. Because mm-hmm. um, it sounds even just the premise there sounds okay, like a, a decent enough movie. So I, I'll keep an eye out for a full trailer, and if that looks good, then I'll probably go see it. I I see what the the actual trailer's got to say about, say about it. Um, and then I take it for there, really, eh? Yeah. Um, okay, so the last trailer we'll talk about in any kind of great detail today is for... Um, well, it's changed its name, so I'm not too sure how it's supposed to be now. If it's Sicario Day of Soldado, or Day of the Soldado, or Sicario 2 Day of the Soldado, but either way, it's that film. We'll just go old school, Sicario 2. Aye, that does me. Um... So, the director is Stefano Salima. Um, Synopsis for the movie. After discovering that Mexican drug cartels are smuggling jihadi terrorists across the US border, the CIA sends Matt Graver, who is Josh Brolin, and former undercover operative um, Alejandro Gillick and Benicio Del Toro to eliminate the problem by deliberately inciting all-out war between rival drug syndicates. Along the way, Gillick revisits his old nemesis to settle scores, starring Benicio Del Toro and Josh Brolin, as mentioned. Um, Brian, what did you think of this trailer? Um, I quite like the look of it. I quite like the fact that, obviously, we get a lot more of plot. It seems like they've been assigned to kill somebody and somebody's daughter or little girl's witnessed this and so Benicio Del Toro's character's been told to get the deal and he's obviously refusing to do so 
and therefore Josh Brolin's going to have to come after him now. Um, it what would be quite interesting. What which I one I like I like that in a sense that I'm happy. Like it looks like Benicio del Toro is going to be the main the lead in this because I think he is by far the best thing in the first one. But one of the things that's so intriguing about his character and, and, and makes him such a great character is he's, he, he almost appears heartless in the first one in terms of, like, he's, he's so professional in terms of, like, he's he's almost an executioner and he does his job so well. Because I'm, I'm sure... I mean, if you've not seen the first one, have you? Nah. I'll just remove a wee bit of spoiler to it there. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's just as like... He's not just a mindless animal because he's so he's so calm and collected the whole time, um, so I'm just a wee bit worried because for me it didn't really feel in his character that he would like a child be told to kill a child would bother him. But I feel like from the first one he would just kill a child. So I don't know what's happened that changes his mind about that or whether we even find that out, sort of thing. Yeah. Um... I wasn't quite sure how I felt about this trailer. Like, as I say, I've not seen the first one, so um, obviously I don't fully understand the relationship between these two um, characters. Um, but I like the look of like the kind of the overall politics side of it that people are trying to start stuff, and maybe that kind of gets yeah. out of hand. Um, so I, 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 I'm interested by it. Um, was it uh, Denny Villeneuve who done the? First one, yeah, I think so. Yeah, aye. You, you should watch it. It's really good. It, it's. A, I, I was just saying it's, it's really good, and like I, what I was just going to say at the end of that was like I, I think that Del Toro was snubbed that year for for the Oscars, which was quite funny because that was the year that, um, they were talking about minorities being snubbed, and everyone was talking about Will Smith because obviously his wife had made the biggest fuss about it, and like I have no problems with her making a fuss, but. I, I think she was only making a fuss because her husband never got nominated. Yeah. Like, and I think, well, where was the fuss for Del Toro? Like, because he's a minority, and like there was no Hispanics nominated for anything that year. Do you know what I mean? Uh, not, um, and that's not me saying that the 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 Oscars shouldn't have changed the, what they've changed in the last couple of years. They hundred percent should have, but I just felt like he was a snub who was excellent and and in the same category as, as those other people and. Nobody was really talking about that. Mm. I, well, I do like them, so I don't. I probably would imagine that they could, or he could turn in like that kind of performance. But again, I don't really have not seen it, so I can't agree yeah, or disagree no. with you there, Brian. Unfortunately, that's, that's alright. Uh, but I like the, the trailer enough, and intrigued enough. It makes me want to watch the first one. So it probably does its job for anyone like me who's not saw the first one. It makes may want to go back and watch it now so well, if you need to watch it I've got it on my Flickster account you can sign in and watch it what's your username? my username is <laughs> uh, uh, thought I would get you yeah. too clever uh, <laughs> um, alright ok uh, well um, other than that the other trailers that um, of note that were out I, I think I maybe missed Fantastic Beasts um, from this but I can't remember how long ago that was out I just did the last week yeah, I think that was the other week it was out. Was it right? Okay, good. Um, all right, well, the other trailers I've got is Action Point, um, The Spy Who Dumped Me, 
Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. Uh, there was a second trailer somehow for that one. Uh, the Titan, Tag, Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Under the Silver Lake. Uh, Do you manage to catch any of these at all? I've seen the trailer for The Spy Who Dumped Me. Oh, you poor soul. <laughs> I never saw it. Is it any good looking or what? Um, uh, I think it could have been okay, except for one person who... I just don't think she'd be in movies. That blonde woman from she was in Ghostbusters and she's in Saturday. She was does Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, um, oh, that's gonna annoy me. Honey, I, I do. I know who you're talking about. I don't. I don't know what she. But I just feel like. Do you know how when have you ever seen any Saturday Night Live? Some, yeah, aye. Do you know how like when they're, they're doing their wee sketches and they act Kate Kate McKinnon. Aye, that's it. Aye. Um, do you know when they're, when they're when they're doing their acting, it's like it's that like sort of, and it's funny in Saturday Night Live, like over the top. We're making sure you know we're acting kind of style, and I feel like she does that in our movies. I feel like she's doing a Saturday Night Live sketch, and I just think I just I just think it's terrible and. Because it's quite, a, I mean, it could have been a funny idea because essentially the premise is um, Mila Kunis is, ends up having to go on the run because her, her partner's an ex-spy, like spy, CIA agent or something like that. And so because she was linked with him, she's then getting chased and she doesn't know what she's doing. She's just running about like a headless chicken and, and stuff. So it could have been quite funny, but and maybe it still is, but... Uh, that Kate McKinnon puts me off going to see it. I just don't. I think she should stick to Saturday Night Live, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I've. I don't know. As I say, I never saw it, but it was. I kind of purposely dodged it, so I think I'll probably do the same when the film actually comes out. Um, I saw the trailer for uh, Tag. That's. Oh, um, oh, I saw that one as well. Sorry. That's quite good. I, I quite fancy the look of that. Um, it actually made me laugh at one point during it, so um, that's enough for probably to get me what, interested. What in bit it. made you laugh? It was a funeral scene. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know, I quite liked that. It just it made me think of, like, oh, yeah, I, just, I know we've all like, had a big game of like, TIG going on for ages, but it made me think of like, our group of pals and how we still keep in touch like for, for school and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I quite like, like the look at that one. What do you think it? Yeah, no, I, 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 did, I did think it was quite good as well, and I think probably anyone who has, who has a big group of pals like that probably can relate in some way. Not necessarily playing tag, but like we have jokes that are still we still laugh about things that happened <laughs> when we were fifteen, sort of thing. Right, um, and I, I think someone would do if we did play tag, someone would do that at someone's uh, like a some inappropriate time, like a funeral or something. <laughs> Um, especially Bryden. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did, I did laugh at that joke, but also like the one where, where is it like somebody draws a set of balls or something like that? Ah, uh, yeah. And the guy's like, "No, it's ice cream. This for me. Like he knows I'm lactose intolerant." <laughs> <laughs> um, that's quite good. It's quite quite interesting to see Jeremy Renner in a comedy. Yeah. Aye, because I hadn't heard anything about this beforehand, and I was, I thought, I didn't know what I thought it was going to be to begin with, but, um, aye, it was quite, quite good by the looks of him being in a, 
and a wee comedy for a wee change. Yeah. Did you, did you hear uh, what Schnepp said on, on Collider? He was just like, because we were talking about who do you think will win? And he's just like, better not be John Hamm. He's too good looking. <laughs> too good looking to win. <laughs> he's got he's got enough already. Maybe they'll all win, Brian. Maybe that'll be the... Well, Jeremy Renner's going to lose, isn't he? He's ah, he needs to... Surely going to be it at surely. the end of the film. Yeah. Um, as I say, I caught the, tr- the title. I'll not talk about it too long, but that looks quite good. I think it's a Netflix film. Um... And it's a kind of science fiction, everybody needs to leave Earth type movie. Um, yeah, I saw the first trailer. Did you? Right, okay. Yeah. But I think, oh, I don't know if this is the same one, then I don't know, but. Um, is Sam Worthington? Aye. Uh, I, I quite, I'm quite interested in this one, I think it looks quite good. So I'll keep eyes on that one. Nice, you can tell me, once you watch it, you can tell me if it's any good. Aye, I will do. Uh, so, Chris Evans. Uh, sorry, we're just going to go into some news here. Just saying Chris Evans' name, I really like him. <laughs> uh, Chris Evans, done as Captain America. Uh, he's quoted as saying, you want to go off the train before you are pushed, or before they push you off. Uh-huh. Um, is, is this a surprise for anyone? I wouldn't say so, no. But I think probably... It's just people feel that way about him that they don't want him to go. So I think that's probably that's why we're getting this kind of reaction about it. But I'm, I'm sure there were stories last year or the year before about how he was wanting to to hang up his shield. Yeah, because he's been saying like for a long time and he's been like doing it, but like wanting to do his own thing and make his own movies and all the rest of it. So yeah, I think it's been kind of well known. Um, that that's what he's he's all about eventually, and you can't nobody can play the same character forever. You get tired of it eventually. Yeah, um, and it's just a shame because I, I mean I guess it's just really a shame for the fans because of how good he is. Um, but just I guess for like the Avengers, what sort of questions does it bring up in terms of what he's what will happen to his character? Mm-hmm. Um. Personally, I think he's going to he's going to die in this one coming up, and then come back somehow in the fourth one because of time travel, and then walk away. Think so, or Aye. even make us or make a sacrifice play. Because I was thinking about that, like because because he says that to Tony, doesn't he? In the first Avengers, like you're not the one to make the sacrifice play, like yeah. to, And I just think like if he. If he gets that opportunity, when because you were talking about, you think they go back to the battle in New York, don't you? I think so. Yeah. Well, that might not be true, but like, if it goes back in time, like if there is a sacrifice play that that Captain America can make, he would do it, and it would almost be like a perfect send off for him. Yeah. Um. But but the thing is, he's only he's only thirty six, and so. He literally could come back in ten years' time and still play Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like if they, do you know what I mean? If he walks away, he's like, "I need to go do this," and he disappears for years. He could easily come back in five, ten years, no problem. Aye, and it, like his his quote doesn't say he's definitely leaving or anything. It just he's just saying like like you kind of want to like get off whilst it's good. You don't want to go when it's bad or told right that's you done like you want to kind of leave these things on your own terms but he's not like necessarily saying that he's definitely leaving it's just more a 
yeah, I probably will be done like after this. That that's the way I took it anyway. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Like, I, I, like I think one of these films is going to spell the end from in one way or another. I don't see them killing him twice, and I think it will be the one to go in Avengers three. So, but as you say, I think it will come back and forth somehow. So if that happens, they're not going to kill him twice in three and four. <laughs> yeah, that's so a good I think like it would do like the whole. Walking off into the sunset thing, um, passing his shield to Bucky. I don't know what they would do with that. Like, I'm not too sure. Um, uh, B- Bucky or Falcon's going to get his shield. Yeah, I kind of hope they don't do that. Like, I would just rather he, he's the captain, leave him, let let that like role and person like go with him, and let Falcon or let Bucky be their own pe- our person, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know, Bucky looks good with a shield in his hand. Uh, it was a good wee moment for Winter Soldier, <laughs> wasn't it? Aye. Um, no, yeah. Bye, Chris. Love you. <laughs> um, cool. So, Solo, a Star Wars story. Phil Lord and Chris Muller reveal their credit. We were really proud of the many contributions we made to that film, Muller told the audience. In light of the creative differences, we elected to take an executive producer credit. Um, what do you think this means, Ryan? Um, well, I, I, I don't know. I just thought it was like quite interesting that, like, the, they were involved obviously in the directing, and it feels like it's been some kind of wee. Um, I'll try to think of the right words, but kind of mutual agreement like they probably all came together because it was a kind of interesting one as to what would happen because they, they were involved like the initial stages of it obviously and then they've left and then um ron howard's came in and taken over directing duties so it was kind of interesting if they would actually get like a, a directing credit on there or what would happen um where uh so i think this is just something that keeps Everybody happy gets them their names on the kind of title cards and aye, but not too much credit for what actually happened. Yeah, I mean, executive producer could be like, I mean, loads of executive producers do nothing. Yeah, the people just finance it or, or support yeah, it, aren't they? Find find the other people to do stuff. Yeah, or sometimes I think I mean sometimes you like you see it and it's like. Executive producer Tarantino and I, I think, or Steven Spielberg, and it's like basically, I think, uh, can we put your name on this <laughs> and you'll get money for it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. sure, go for it. Like, I was just saying, obviously, this isn't the case with this film because they were directing it at one point and it wasn't going how Disney wanted it to go, and so they were like, uh, I think they were told to. And, and and not like Chris Evans, I think they were pushed before they could jump. Um, with this movie, I, I think it's probably going to be really different from what they had done. Just from it seems like Ron Howard's done loads more than even maybe Josh Whedon did for um, Justice League. And I've got a feeling this is maybe was all they were offered in terms of. Of what they could, what their credit would be. Yeah, aye. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't. Know. Obviously, I have no inside knowledge on this at all. No, no. Um, I just thought it was like quite interesting, just how this would all kind of pan out with with them. 
So, um, yeah. I, 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 and 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 uh, Lord and Miller are. They did the Lego movie, didn't they? Which is which is excellent, and I think they'll do the Lego movie too. And I, I, I am they've they've been doing well recently, so I imagine that this is maybe the first. This is I think the first like sort of blip in their career, and so I imagine they just want to get away from this whole Star Wars Disney thing just now. And I was just going to say like maybe maybe executive producer what's out fine for them because maybe this film is bad, and actually if they're just executive producers and not director on the credits. Like that could end up being a really good thing for them. Yeah, I still feel like the stink is with them though. Like if this doesn't go down well, it's going to be them that people are going to be looking at saying, "Oh well, it's because they didn't have done a shite job it to begin with," and then Ron Howard's tried to salvage it, but it's just not been able to. I feel like that's the way it would still go. Is it would still fall back on them. No, you're probably right for the majority, but at least I think this would maybe give them that opportunity if they're in, I don't know, people's boardrooms, like, pitching movie ideas and people bring this up and they'll go, oh, no, that wasn't it, our movie. Our movie looked nothing like that. Like, like that was all changed from what we did. They, they have a bit more leeway to say that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like... I, I quite like Lord and Miller and just kind of shame they it didn't work out and I think it was maybe bad like they, they are they're co- comedian directors and I know the Russo brothers were but I guess that's just a gamble you take in it when you're doing because Star Wars has always had a bit of humour in it I think it's got a bit maybe a slightly a bit too much humour in it now I think The Last Jedi did anyway but it always has a bit, so you do need a little bit of that. But they're not Marvel movies. They, they, I don't think they should have as many jokes in them as as those films do. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I put my notes away. Sorry, that I should be looking at. <laughs> cool. Um, Steven Spielberg confirms April two thousand and nineteen UK shoot for Indiana Jones five. Yes, I think this was from Empire. They'd had their Empire Awards, and I think he said there that he they were he had it planned for April twenty nineteen. Not sure how I feel about it, Brian. Yeah, it's it's kind of mixed for me because Indiana Jones four was wasn't good, but then having just seen Ready Player One, and it it felt like a like a almost. Sort of classic Spielberg um, blockbuster, didn't it? Yeah. And like this sort of like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I was watching a wee bit of Collider because they're doing a Spielberg top ten, and they did they do like a little video before they actually got to top ten, and a lot of people were talking about how like Spielberg was so good at making these blockbuster movies that that kids fell in love with, like E.T. Jurassic Park. Indiana Jones, like that, that just like captured imagination, and I feel like that's what Ready Player One could be for people like a lot younger than us. Um, and so I don't know, maybe he's like back in his groove again, and we might get like an amazing Indiana Jones. Um, but and I, but yeah, the 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 I'll use your word, the stink of of um, Indiana Jones four sort of is hanging over it. But it's currently in the UK. I mean, I don't know what it will be, if it's going to be England, Scotland, Wales or whatever, but it, I think one of the cool things about 
like Hollywood movies recently is like more and more of them are being filmed in the UK for whatever reason. And I've only went up to we went up to see them film some of the uh, not Zombieland World War Z or Z or whatever. And I think it's cool for people in the UK to get the chance to go see these stuff, like actually being made. So yeah, well. I'm at, is um is a uh, Indiana Jones Disney or who does that belong to? It is. It's not Disney. It's definitely not Disney because it was Universal Studios. Indiana. Let's find out. Well, what I was going to say was just like if it's in the UK, like probably if it's Disney, surely it's going to be like the Pinewood Studios because that's where. I think like they use quite a lot here for likes of Star Wars and then um, I don't know about the Avengers stuff, but I know certainly for like Star Wars, that's one of the big places to to use. So you would think it would probably end up being there. I don't think it is Disney, is it? I'm not quite sure. I'm not. I don't know if that's Fox or if it's Fox who do them. I I can't. I'm trying to think of like any kind of opening fanfare for it, but I can't think of anything at all. Um, it just says production company Lucasfilm. So does that mean it's Disney now? Yeah, that so would fall. I think they fall under um, Disney now. I believe since, since they they bought. Yeah, it's Lucasfilm. So it must just they, Disney must now own. Yeah, parent Walt Disney. Yeah. yeah so Disney. So I imagine if it's going to be in the UK, it'll be in Pinewood Studios, unless they're doing like any kind of. Outside filming stuff like the which says this is well like London or whatever. Yeah, um, I mean, well, obviously, like Avengers filmed in Edinburgh outside, and then they set up a green screen in Waverley Station. So, like, it, it's I think it's really cool to get to. I mean, like I say, we went to see the the film World War Z, and just like being up in Glasgow, and like all the street signs had changed to like American street signs, and like there was all these like American cars and buses and like. I think there was like some swap vans and stuff like that, and they changed one of the buildings. Do you know like where Queen Street train station is? Aye. They next to it, there's this big building. They they they, they like actually put in like on the brick like Bank of Philadelphia and stuff like that on there. And so it was quite. I thought it was quite cool just to have a a wee taste of how movies are made. I mean, you, it's quite hard. You're like trying to like lean over rails to look round and stuff like that and you don't you don't get like a the perfect view but it's still still good. Mm-hmm. I think I remember I'm trying to remember what, what the name uh, of the film is now, but it was uh Tom Hanks film, um Halle Berry was in it as well. It was a like kind of weird Oh that um Oh I can't remember the name yet. Um, Atlas, it? Atlas uh, something something Atlas I'm sure it was. Um Cloud Atlas, aye, that was it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was kicking about when, when that was being filmed in Glasgow. And as you say, it is quite cool when you get to kind of experience these things. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully we do get some kind of outsidey bits in Scotland yeah. or whatever, or down south for you. But um, what do you think the, I mean, the story... What the story will be? Aye, uh, that's what... What do you think? Like, what are they going to go back? Do you think are they going to do a prequel type movie, or are they going to try and carry on with Old Man Indiana? I guess you see that's where it gets really. That's where it does get difficult because, like, I don't know if I want to see an old guy running around. 
Mm. But I don't want to see anyone else's. If Harrison Ford is in it, I don't want to see anyone else's Indiana Jones. Yeah. I don't. And I don't particularly want to. I don't particularly want to have another Indiana Jones. But if if they were doing that, if with Harrison Ford being in it, and like say like, I don't know. Ryan Johnson was the new hero. Like he was like Indiana Jones's prodigy. I don't want to see that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I would rather like they'd maybe cast a Bradley Cooper or Chris Pratt or whatever and and do do a brand new one. Aye, I think Bradley Cooper would be mine. I think he's got that kind of swagger and I don't know something about him that I think ties in with like an Indiana Jones kind of style of character. So, but I think is he maybe not a bit too yeah. old now, like for for doing Indiana, unless you do some kind of tale that wasn't told before. I don't know. Bradley Cooper? Yeah. I'm not sure what age he is. He's but... 43. So he's... I don't know, he might be a bit old now for what they're wanting, I don't know. But he, he could still run about. He'd certainly run better than Harrison Ford. Like, based on Harrison Ford's <laughs> running abilities in um, The Force Awakens, I don't want to see him running anywhere. Just ha- <laughs> have him sitting down. Full film sitting yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Well, but yeah, I think my main takeaway for that is like I, I think it's cool they're shooting movies in the UK just because even if I can't get to see it, I think it's cool for, for like just like us people in the UK to be able to go and watch these things being done. Mm-hmm. Aye, uh, I can't can't see this woman's name. Eva Duvernay. Duvernay. Is Han- Duvernay. No, it's Duvernay. <laughs> Davernay, Ava Davernay is a. See, I won't allow that to stay in, but you always like you're like, oh, that, we're taking that out. We're oh no, I'll leave it in for you. Game. I'll leave it in for you. Yeah, exactly. Ava <laughs> uh, Davernay is handling comics adaptation in You Gods. Mm-hmm. Go for it, right? What's your opinions? Well, no, I've put this one in here just because I'm kind of banking on a bit of knowledge from you. So nope. You, <laughs> okay. Um, well, I know like, the likes of um, Schnepp and stuff are like quite excited about this because it's something that they've been saying for a while that um, they they want to happen, um, and it's apparently like it's one of like the most kind of well-known unknown like DC um, group of characters within the DC u- universe, um, but. Again, I just thought it was like a interesting story that she's getting involved in in this. Like, it doesn't for me, from what I know, it doesn't seem like it's a, a match that should kind of fit. Um, but I like I like kind of combinations um, of that. So um, she was obviously she was in talks, I think, at one point for Black Panther, um, and yeah. so now she's um, taking on this adaptation. So hopefully, Brian, hopefully we're going to get. An actually good DC movie, although Man of Steel and Wonder Woman are good, but like an actually something to hold up as a kind of standard. I think Man of Steel and Wonder Woman should be the standard. I think they're both excellent. Um, I, I don't know what to think of this because Wrinkle in Time is getting slated pretty bad. Yes, aye. Um, and I've not seen it yet, but see from the way people are talking about it, I feel that people like her. And so they're being more generous than they maybe would be. Yeah. 
Probably. They keep saying they keep saying things like, "Oh, it looks it looks amazing," and it there's a couple of scenes that make you feel. And I'm just thinking, it feels like people are just being generous here, which is fine. Like, I I, I think people deserve that sometimes. They like with previous work, they deserve a wee bit of of leeway. Um, but someone made the point. I think it was on Collider that that it's quite interesting that the fact that if you make a film with Disney, and it's good, like Disney keep you. And they make more films with you, and like you kind of set for your career, not just directors, actors, and stuff like that as well. Look at Emily Blunt; she's never done a Marvel movie, but she's done a few Disney films now. Mm-hmm. And so, it's quite interesting that the the it's not worked out for her. Um, in terms of the new gods, I, I think she's a fan. I think she's a. This is something she's been interested in in, in terms of. Like I think she knows obscure characters and stuff like that. So I think she's, I think she's quite going to be quite knowledgeable about what she's directing. The only thing I know about the new gods is that I think in the DC world, like the likes of Thor and Odin and Loki and all that have died, um, because they're not like Marvel don't own the rights to those characters. They are the copyright free, aren't they? all that sort of stuff I think so yeah kind of like Robin Hood and stuff like that like if Marvel or DC wanted to include a Robin Hood in their their um, uh, or the Jungle Book characters or whatever do you know what I mean like Aye. these are all things that anyone can do it's just so it's just the only reason that we know them as Marvel characters is because Marvel's taken them and made them work for whatever reason and so I think it's the idea that these 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 gods are no longer here, and then there's a new gods created. I think there's two planets where they they both go to. I think I'm pretty sure Apocalypse is one of them. And yeah, well, for what I read, it's like it's kind of a cosmic battle between Apocalypse and a character New Genesis, or a sorry, planet New Genesis, I believe. Um, right. Okay. So I think that's like meant to be the kind of crux of it. Um, the suggestions as well that it might be completely unconnected to DC, like movies in general, so it might be its own thing. This is, that, see, this is what I heard this as well, and this is just further proof to me that, that whoever's running things at DC, their heads up their arse. Like, <laughs> there is, there's generally no plan over there. Like, it, it is so reactionary to like, oh, this is the, uh, like a, a shared universe isn't working, let's do a couple of. Like movies that aren't connected, like the talk of this Scorsese Joker, and now this, and it's just like, it's just like someday DC sitting there going, "You have a universe, you have a universe, you have a universe." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she's brought over Oprah for a wrinkle in time, and she's handing out universes to everybody. But I just, I I don't know, they just annoy me because like, DC Comics is amazing, like this, this. like some of the best, co- my favorite comic books are all DC stuff, and it, they're just really ruining the films. So, like, is that? It's one of the things I don't get. See, like, obviously, like the things we like on Instagram and Twitter, and all these wee DC fanboys like really sticking up for the movies and saying why they're good and all that. And I'm just like, you must not really like the comics, because. The, these movies don't do any justice to the the source material at all at times. Like, see, like Justice League, and I mean, I, I had a bit of fun at Justice League. It's okay, but it should have been much better than that with the characters that they've got. Aye, aye definitely, aye. And, and same with Batman v Superman. Like, 
the inspiration for that is obviously the the, the Dark Knight Returns comic by, by Frank Miller and like how many people don't have that in their top five comic books of all time? Do you know what I mean? And it, it, again, I enjoyed parts of Batman v Superman, but again, waste just wasted with with lack of planning and, and or maybe too much studio interference. Yeah, um, I, I think that's probably been one of the biggest problems with it. But I think you're right in what you're saying. Um, I think they should be a lot better than what they are, but for whatever reason, they're not. Okay, so the rundown, guys. We've got Disney planning a live-action Lady in the Tramp movie. Uh, Alicia Vikander and Riley... Is it Kof? Keof? Keo? No, it's not off in the end of that. Starring in the, the Earthquake Bird. Uh, Tessa Thompson to star in New Men in Black. Uh, Dakota Johnson and ZZ Beats join new, join the new Army Hammer thriller. Uh, Amy Poehler directing and starring in Wing Country. Uh, Jacob Tremblay starring in New Comedy Good Boys. Mark Ruffalo and Camille uh, Namjani uh, up to to start in The True American. Um, Oscar Isaacs, Pedro Pascal and more join Triple Frontier. Shia LaBeouf and Lucas Hedges starring in Honey Boy. And Nate, oh sorry, Nate Parker to direct LAPD detective film as first featured, or as his first feature after *Birth of a Nation*. And UK box office: Peter Rabbit, *Sigh*, <laughs> <laughs> *Black Panther*, uh, *The Greatest Showman* number three. Uh, what jumps out at you, Ryan? Um, a couple of things I quite like. So. Um, I've quite liked all the kind of, or most of the Disney remakes that we've been getting, or the live action versions of the classic cartoons. So, um, I quite liked the the first story about um, I'm going to be doing a live action Lady in a Tramp movie. Um, I'll be interested enough to see that um, go. They've done a good enough job with like animal um, animation, live action. Don't know how that works, but um, movies that. I'm happy enough to give that a go and see how that works out. So, yeah, that was something um, kind of stood out. Uh, Tessa Thompson joining, or to star in Men in Black, possibly with Chris Hemsworth joining, so we're getting a wee Thor uh, reunion for that one. Um, not sure where they go with that, to be honest, but um, I'd be I'd be up for giving that another go. Um, i try to think of anything else there that did stand out. I think the Shia LaBeouf and Lucas Hedges Honey Boy one I was quite interested in because I quite like that Lucas Hedges boy. That's been like about three or four films I've saw him in now yeah. and I really like him and everything that I've saw him and um, I think from what I could read about that one it was like generally a kind of story about Shia LaBeouf and his yeah. dad so um, those were like the kind of three main stories and that stood out. The reason I'd put in the the box office there was just that was interesting the Great Showman. Like that's it twelfth week at number one. Uh, number one, sorry. Uh, in in the top three at least I think. Um it's like twelfth twelfth week going and it's still like up there and still kinda of riding high. Um for a movie that personally I didn't enjoy that much but obviously a lot of people are so I thought it was just quite a, a good week yeah. then. Um no, yeah, on, on that though, like, it's quite funny you talk about The Greatest Showman because there's people at my work who 
who love it, and they, they're not big cinema goes, but I think a couple of them have been to see it twice, and like I think that's nuts that because I know people who think this is better than La La Land, which is fine because it's subjective. Like everyone likes, but, but it's I, not. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, I, and I like the Greatest Showman. I've seen it twice. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's a reasonably fun film. I, I like the music in it, which is for me is the main part about a musical. And um, I, I actually like it that much. I, I could, I would probably see myself maybe potentially buying it when it comes out. But I, I just don't think it's anywhere near as good as La La Land. And there's no way La La Land was this high up for in the charts for 12 weeks no um, and it's just it's just one of those like kind of funny films where you have like La La Land Oscar winner critically acclaimed and generally most people who went to see it really enjoyed it but then you have this thing like The Greatest Showman that was never really going to win an Oscar like I know they were nominated for a couple of things did they win Best Song? I think it was Coco that won that anyway, wasn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure it was Coco, which I think, to be fair, the good showman was robbed. But for whatever reason, the fans absolutely love this film. Yeah, like so much so you've had sing-along versions and everything come out in the yeah, pictures yeah. for it. So it's obviously it's working for, for people um, and doing very well for itself. Yeah, and it, probably another great reason that why, like, when you if you read movie reviews not to take them as gospel and go watch films yourself yeah definitely um, but yeah like Lady and the Tramp's interesting um, just just from basically what you said I think when they first started doing the live actions I think at one point they were two for t- they were two for four had a couple of good ones a couple of bad ones and but I think since then they've kind of kicked on and actually the, the live action Disney stuff's been been really good Um. The terms of that men, men in black thing, I'm not really interested in that at all. Like, it's so close to the 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 last ones, and and kind of like the same thing I had with Ocean's Eight that's coming out. Just do a new thing. Like, yeah. I, like Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson are, are both excellent. Loved them in Thor. Both both proved in that film, which we're going to be talking about in a wee minute. That they've got comedic timing, they're good at comedy, which a Men in Black film has to have comedy in it, I think. But there must be another way to get like some sort of, um, I don't know, intergalactical cop thing into, into a movie. Maybe maybe the the fear is that people think they're just ripping off Men in Black. I don't know. Yeah, probably. So maybe a bit easier to use that title and and expand on that world or or create it slightly differently from before. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure you weren't too interested in this, but I think I'm really interested in the the Mark Ruffalo and Camille Nanji, uh, Nanjiani film. Just I want to see Mark Ruffalo as a as a villain. I think I don't think he, by the sounds of it, he's going to be like a full on villain, more of a sort of strange individual but I don't know enough about their stories I'd probably have to read about that first and I really like Camille Nanjani and and he's good in the big second it was one of my favourite films last year but I'll be interested to see how he can go like his dramatic stuff in that film was good but he got to fall back on his humour side of things because obviously it it was a dramatic film but it it relied a lot on humour as well 
I don't think this film's going to, so it'll be interesting to see how he does in a purely dramatic role. I hope he does well, because I, 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 like, someone I find easy to root for in, in Hollywood at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he seems an alright guy. Yeah. Um, because he made a fantastic point. Did you, did you see? Did you watch the Oscars? No. And they had this wee video up about like sort of diversity in films and stuff like that. And he made a great point about like he grew up all his life watching white people in films and, and seeing himself in them. That people are starting to realise like kind of like this aren't like his exact words, but kind of just of it if there's like a black man or a, a, a an Indian man or a Pakistani man or like an, a man from China or Japan or whatever like white people or, or any other race from that can still see themselves in that character yeah uh, which was quite I thought it was quite a, a good point um, so yeah looking forward to that and I, mainly because it's just two people I really like nice good and I think the, the story sounds good enough as well um, do we know what's out this week Oh, um, Pacific Rim, is that one? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Pacific Rim, uh, Proud Mary. Oh, really? And A Wrinkle of Time. Is that it? There's maybe some oh, other stuff, but I think those are the, the sort of bigger bigger movies. Um, yeah, Pacific Rim's out, Wrinkle of Time. Everything's already out. Unseen, did that just come out? Blockers? Oh, oh yeah. Uh I thought no. Blockers looked awful, but did you see uh, Helen O'Hara on Twitter said she she laughed her head off during it? Oh, really? Yeah. But in a good way, or? Uh, she seemed, I mean, the tweet seemed pretty positive. I'll just quickly see if I can find it. Um, no, I've, I think, like, just going against probably something you were talking about there, like, based on the reviews that I've heard about A Wrinkle in Time, don't think I'll see it. Um, the only one that I might catch, I don't know if... Sarah will join me in it, but Pacific Rim, I might try and catch that at some point. Um, otherwise, yeah. not much interest in anything else going out. Um, I'll, I will see, I'll, I'm going to see Pacific Rim tomorrow. A Wrinkle in Time and, and Proud Mary, like, if, I've, if I'm not doing anything and I've got some hours to kill, I might go see them. Um, I, I do think A Wrinkle in Time will, I think... If I don't enjoy the plot, well, I might enjoy it anyway. But if I don't enjoy that, I think I'm going to enjoy it visually at the very least. And that's just based off the trailers. And I'm kind of hoping that Proud Mary will just be like a kind of dumb, fun action movie that I can just get a big bag of popcorn and shove that in my face. Um, yeah, Helen O'Hara said, uh, "Well, I laughed an unreasonable amount at Blockers. It's funny as hell and avoids condoning virginity hysteria uh, by making it quite clear that the parents have all gone batshit." <laughs> all right. Um, so she seemed to enjoy it. I mean, that doesn't mean that we will, but I'm like, we, we, we make it no secret, we're big fans of the Empire podcast, so yeah. I always hold a wee bit of weight in what they say about films. Sometimes you do get films like this as well that, like, you've got no real anticipation. Aye, yeah. and they end up being pretty good. Well, I, one for me would be Jumanji. Yeah. Aye. This year, I, I, when I went to see Jumanji, I was just like, I was just going to see it because I thought this is going to be an easy watch. I don't have to think about it. And then actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought Jumanji was excellent. I really enjoyed it. So I remember years ago, it was um, I think it was Hoggy talking about The Hangover, and I was like, that looks utter shite. And then I watched <laughs> it and loved it. And I always like use that as my example that 
try no judge like especially comedies too much on the trailers wait until you see them because you're only getting like snippets sometimes and it, it doesn't always come across the same or as well in the trailers so uh, and also especially people sometimes people don't realize that it's like it's it's not often the movie studio that's cutting together the trailer they they, they employ people aye who have, have not participated in the making of the movie at all to cut this trailer together so and I'm, I think some people cut their own trailers but generally it could just be the fact that it's a bad trailer and doesn't represent the movie at all and that works both ways it could be a bad trailer that looks really good then you watch the film and it's garbage <laughs> um, cool uh, just the Marvel stuff uh, I'll quickly go through the movies before just in case you've not been listening so myself and Ryan uh, we both compiled a list of our favourite Marvel movies from number 17 to number 1 then we gave them all a score so basically so number 17 get 1 point number 1 get 17 points we added up our scores and then we got a joint list so we had number 17 we had Iron Man 2 Number 16, Incredible Hulk. Number 15, Thor The Dark World. Number 14, Iron Man 3. Number 13, Ant-Man. Number 12, Thor. Number 11, Captain America First Avenger. Number 10, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number 9, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Number 8, Doctor Strange. Numbers. And then we've got two joints today, number 6. Uh, the first one is Thor Ragnarok. What did you think of this, Ryan? Um, I um I've very much enjoyed um Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I think it's my favorite, maybe out of the tr- Thor trilogy. Uh, I love the first Thor film as well, yeah. actually. But um, I this one like the, the uh, I did really enjoy this one. The comedy in it was great. Um, good story in it. Um, I liked all the action. It was good, like kind of interplay with Thor and uh, the Hulk and um, good. Good taking Thor like on a like a completely different setting, really. So yeah, uh, yeah. Overall, um, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, man, I, I'm the same. And uh, the the hammer pulled you off. Um, <laughs> I think it's the best joke in a Marvel film <laughs> ever. And I think for me, because it was just so unexpected. Like I didn't think they would make a joke like that. Because um, they're so. They're so kid friendly the Marvel films, and so it was a bit. I think that's why I laugh so much during that we joke. But yeah, you're right about the humor. It was great. Um, and I, if, I don't know if you remember, but I said I, I was a bit apprehensive about this film by watching the trailers, and, and I was apprehensive about Mark Ruffalo's character because I thought he just seemed a bit dumb in it, which I was a bit confused by. But actually, when you watch the film, it explains why he seems a bit dumb at times mm-hmm. compared to how. He really is, obviously, one of the smartest guys in the world, and so I ended up, I ended up loving, loving this film. I thought the action was great. the The use of the immigrant song was fantastic both times. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it, and and it, for me, it is the best Thor film. And it, it, it when you think of the the first Thor, which it, again I really enjoyed as well, they're so different in the movies. Aye, yeah, definitely. Like, and actually, some of the because some of the dramatic scenes in the first floor are, are are excellent, and some of the best acting we've got. There's a there's a great scene with with Loki and Od- Odin in Thor when he's sort of finding out he's like an ice giant and stuff, and they're they're having an argument with each other, and then Odin kind of has a heart attack or something, and 
goes into a big coma for the rest of the movie. Um, and so, whereas this one is not particularly about the acting, is it? It's about the comedy. And uh, Jeff Goldblum is like full Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the film as well. He's, I think he's just fantastic. Even just about, see the bit when he's like going, to, he's like moving towards Thor and he's in his wheelchair and he's just like clicking his fingers. <laughs> so good. Right. I don't think he realised he was like on a movie set. I think he just turned up and <laughs> he's bro- he's fantastic. I love him. Aye, he's great. You seen that thing that there was some? I think it was a, a Buzzfeed or something like that, and it's just Jeff Goldblum reading out tweets about himself that people have tweeted. <laughs> I don't think I saw it, but I, I, I would like to see this. Yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll send you a link. It's so good. And the, there's just that he says something, and he just like he, he goes, "Oh golly!" Like just uh, who uses that word? <laughs> but it just it works so well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Thor's great, and and I think because of Thor, I think Hemsworth would have stepped away from from the Marvel world. But I think we'll see a Thor four now. Think so? Yeah, I think I think we might. If I'm sure people have been talking about how Hemsworth's interested in in uh, what's his name, Takiti. What's his name? Waika is it Tahiti? Stop saying it because you're putting me off. <laughs> Tahiti. <laughs> Chicken Tika. Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's it. I think he'd be. I think he's keen on doing another one as well. Oh, really? I didn't hear that. I, I knew I'd, I'd heard like um, Hemsworth was up for staying on, but I just kind of assumed that's because nothing else really is working for him. Um, so he's probably wanting to stick with what's going good. But no, I didn't know he. Um, Wika was sort of, uh, still interested in it. Yeah, man, I don't know if this is just presenters just talking and they have no actual background, but I'm sure that's what I'm sure that was, that's what they were saying. I can't remember what it was on though. I don't know if it was Collider or hmm. wouldn't have been Empire. What what I liked about um, Ragnarok as well was we got like a storyline that I've been wanting to see for a like pretty much since which not been long, but pretty much since I started like reading comics and it was like the. Um, Planet Hulk um, kind of story stuff and we finally got to see something along those lines um, in this uh, with the, the whole obviously Coliseum and doing like the gladiatorial fights and all that type of stuff just in his armour as well aye yeah it was like some of the stuff was like right out of the, the comic books so I, I, I really enjoyed getting to see that and you got to see like more of a side of the Hulk that you've never seen before Um so I think like this is the most kind of lines or most dialogue that he's had in any movie. So like the, the actual Hulk himself. Um, so I enjoyed all that stuff as well. Which fits in with Planet Hulk as well, because obviously the, the the longer he stays Hulk in Planet Hulk, the more like intelligent he gets, and he he starts holding long conversations, and obviously ends up getting a wife and stuff like that, doesn't he? In Planet Hulk. Yeah. Um, it's probably only I think a Planet Hulk film would have to be about three hours though if you did it. <laughs> I know. Because it's a, it's a, it's quite epic in terms of like comic book size. Like it's, it, it's a fantastic comic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was great to get that, um, and it's probably the only way you could have done it to tie it into another film somehow. And I think they did it really well. Yeah. Um, but they, I think you're right about the humor. I love to see just like Thor. Like even though they were more in his world when he was dealing with Banner. He still had just slight elements of like, not fish out of water, but still 
he still ha- doesn't fully understand humans. Like I just love the bit when he's just like, the sun's going down, the sun's going down. <laughs> okay, so that's us for Thor there. Um, the, we have a joint number six, which is... Um, not sure how it's this high. Maybe it's my fault. I'll need, I don't know if I've got the list in front of me, but it's Age of Ultron. Um, how do you feel about Age of Ultron, Ryan? Um, I enjoyed it. I think I probably had it high as well. I think um, on my list, um, I, I feel the reason we probably feel that we're wondering why it's so high is just because of something we were talking about kind of earlier on when we were saying like how the second isn't always as good as the first. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's probably what it was. Like it wasn't as good as the Avengers, but it was still a really good superhero movie. Enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed seeing like all these characters back together. Um, you talk about it quite a lot about like the opening scene. Like that's just like a a scene that's like taken straight from the comic books. Um, so and there was a lot in this that I loved, but I think there was probably one kind of real main thing that I didn't, and that was like the villain. And I feel like that was probably one of the biggest uh, letdowns in the movie. But otherwise, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I didn't even dislike the villain that much. I, a bit disappoint, disappointed in the villain. It wasn't as good as I was hoping it to be. Um, I can't find what we had, what order we had them in um, before. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like that piece at the start. But the one that the the action scene in this for me that really like that I really love is the one in the church. Yeah, and it's just like a two-page spread, I think, in it from like straight out of the comics. Um, I like, I like the, I, I actually, I really like this film. Like, um, I don't think it's as bad as what people people say. It is. Maybe you're right there. Maybe that is because of just, I guess, backlash in terms of how good the first one was. Um, I've got where we listed. If you want to know where we both had it. Hi, go for it. So you had it at number seven, and I had it at number six. Oh, really? Oh, well. Um, yeah. So I think, um, yeah. I mean, it's probably fairly pleased to me. I, I love the big, like the, oh, what's the word? Like when it's a big like piece with like loads of characters i like that you get to see a bit more a bit more of hawkeye uh i like the the whole expanding of the universe thing at first as well do you know when they're at that party at avengers tower Aye, and, yeah. and roadie's there and falcon's there but they're not they're not part of the team quite yet they're just sort of there because falcon's pal pally with captain and roadie's iron man's pal and so i like that i love the introduction of vision in this film Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was excellent. Yeah. Uh, I love the bit when um, this is spoilers, but it's been out for too many years now. So, the bit when he picks up Thor's hammer and hands it to him. Yes. Aye. Just the uh, I never saw that coming at all. Just the look on like Thor's face at the time was <laughs> was excellent. Aye. I love like like the bit you're talking about in Avengers Tower when they're all trying the yeah. um, the hammer and Cap moves it a wee bit and you can see uh, Thor's face. It's just like a lot of good like comedy in it and it's like the um, 
you can see like the relationship between all of them kind of has grown like a lot more yeah, um, yeah. since obviously the first film so uh, yeah I, I really enjoyed like all that stuff in the, the Avengers Tower when we got casual Avengers um, <laughs> something in it something that was in it I didn't really enjoy that I still don't I don't know for me it doesn't work and I don't it doesn't quite click still um, is the whole um, Thor no, I was almost going to call her Scarlet Widow, um, Black Widow, and um, uh-huh. Hulk romance. I like a that, that that doesn't work for me like at all. I don't don't really buy it, and I felt like it was a wee bit forced in that film. Um, that whole kind of storyline um, that they were pushing. Um, so I didn't didn't quite enjoy that. So I, I think there was like a few things in this that I found like quite negative, but. Like other things that I did enjoy, like was the the whole kind of um, Cap and Iron Man cutting wood scene, and yeah. like it was a wee kind of precursor to Civil War, and a wee kind of you could see the tensions between the two of them kind of building. So I enjoyed that as well. I mean, that I don't know if that was done deliberately though, but like the but even in the first Avengers, that they've got there's bits where they're, they're proper arguing yeah. with each other, and it just felt like I don't know if it ha- that happened naturally or if there was maybe. Like maybe just even just one of the ideas they had for how it would go forward, but no, you're right, that's good. That yeah, I get what you're saying about the Black Widow, but when I think about it, like the the, the Hulk and Black Widow have always had scenes together. I mean, it's it's her that recruits them to the Avengers, and like even a scene where it's like he's the first when he's the Hulk, he's the she's the first Avenger, Avenger that he's in contact with as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So and obviously it's. I know it starts at the beginning of Ultron. It's her that it's it's her that brings him back to to being Banner again. And, um, but yeah, I get why you would like that. I, I I wasn't too keen on the Thor thing because it didn't really go anywhere in the next Thor film, and it's not going to go anywhere in the next Avengers film. Do you know when he goes off to look for the Infinity Stones and stuff and has yeah. that mad wee dream? He's um rave bath or whatever yeah. it was that he had. Um, so that's a bit bizarre. At the time, it didn't bother me because I, I, I'd put a wee bit of trust in Marvel that maybe this is going somewhere that we're not, we're, we're not going to, we don't get to see for the next year or two. But it, it never went anywhere, so that I just a pointless scene. I, I'm not the biggest scene, the fan of the scene at the farm as well, like with Hawkeye's wife and kids. And uh, yeah, I think if Hawkeye had died, I would probably appreciated that scene more. I think so, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, and, and you really felt when you're watching it, well, the Hawkeye's dead in this one. And then it, and then it, and, then it, and that intensifies because he has a, he's a really good scene with Scarlet Witch in the building when she, she's, she doesn't want to go out and fight. And he's sort of like, like you can stay in here and, and hide or whatever, but if you come out with us now, you're an Avenger, you're an Avenger now. And, uh, he, and so it's kind of like a, it's quite a big scene for her, or like her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I like, and obviously they've kind of got a wee relationship now, don't they? That kind of builds on a bit in Civil War, you feel? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sort of like a father-daughter. Not quite father-daughter, but you know what I mean? I think it feels like, for me, it feels like Hawkeye feels he's got some sort of responsibility towards her. Yep. Uh, which I quite like. Um, and he's got a couple of good like jokes in it as well. Yeah, he's one of the, like the kind of probably better parts of the the movie. Um, although 
I didn't uh, again. I feel like all I'm doing is talking about the negative stuff, but these are the things that stand out about the film, probably as to why I maybe don't hold it up like as much as what I do for the the first Avengers. But um, like the whole um, what was it? He says, "Bet you didn't see that coming." I hated all that stuff. I really could have done without that in the film. Um, and their awful accents like was quite hard to to get by. Sometimes I thought. I feel like they've toned her down a wee bit now, so it's yeah. not quite as bad, but it was pretty awful in that film. Yeah, it's not the best, is it? And We, we spoke about this last week, but Claw as well, his little scene in, in that sort of Aye. abandoned boat type thing was is really good. And um, The fight scene with the Hulk and uh, Hulkbuster is really enjoyable, I think. Yeah. I think I think that's one thing about it. I think the action in this one is, is excellent again. Like, even all the... Like, it's just a bunch of robots, but the the fight scenes, especially the 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 stuff like leading up, like with Cap and all that, was now they're on that broken bridge on Sokovia, all that sort of stuff. And then I, I said that that scene in the church, I think it's just that I think it's amazing. I love I love watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's so good, um, and a lot of people don't like it. The the way that ends, you know, that way that ends with like Thor, Iron Man, and the Vision. Like, um, I can't remember like Thor, what happens. So, like, it's like the main Ultron at that Ultron at that point, and Thor's like kind of shooting his lightning at him with his hammer, and aye, yeah, and visions like in the air. I love that. I, I think that's a great shot, but lots of people don't seem not to enjoy that so much. Uh, um, it's no one. I, I don't remember it clearly, so it's obviously not left too much an impression on me. Yeah, um, but it's got some. I love the way like. Um, Obviously, we had three new characters with Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver, and Vision. I enjoyed Vision the most, and I think I love that to do with his fighting. Like, I like the way he sort of like because he can like phase through things. The way he he put his arm through a robot and then like make it solid again and then rip it out and stuff. Yeah, I just thought it was that was really good. Ah, it was good. Uh, yeah, like Age of Ultron. Yeah, uh, sorry. Um, I'll probably watch it. I think again before. Before Avengers comes out, yeah, try and catch up in them a wee bit. I think I'm just gonna. I don't have time to watch them all, so I think I need to finish Avengers. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna watch that, and it's quite good because I watched most of it, so it's just coming up to like pretty much the New York bit. So good, yeah. And then Age of Ultron. I think Civil War. I'll watch as well. I have watched Civil War. I think yeah. as well. I feel like, um, and I, I probably Thor as well. We've got Thor and Blu-ray. So I feel like those four are probably the main four ones you need to watch anyway. Yeah, for some kind of tie-in, maybe Guardians, because that's like the other kind of story or other group that are going to be getting introduced. So, But yeah. even at that, I suppose it's the un- the un- nothing really directly coming from... Yeah, so it's, going to be it's probably more so Guardians, the first one than the second one. Aye, I would agree, yeah. Um but yeah, um, so that's us up to number with uh, up to number six. So uh, just a few more left. Which what's really exciting about that? There's five left, but there's another there's another double weekend there, which means we're only like four and a bit weeks away from Avengers. Yeah, this time next month, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Month tomorrow. So where are we? One, 
two, three, four, yeah, four week, four and a half weeks. Exciting. I cannot wait. Oh, sorry, just, um, I've, I've meant to mention this actually during the Thor thing, um, or when we were talking about Thor, but do you know um, Gary I was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has Thor Ragnarok as his number one Marvel movie of all time. Well, I mean, mm. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Avengers is number one, clearly. Nah, it's not my number one either. I'm not going to spoil anything though, Ryan. Spoilers. It's not a spoiler. I'm just stating fact. Yeah. Will it be our number one? Oh, nice wee teaser, Robbie. Yeah, I love it. Just how far down did I have Avengers? We'll mm, see. Hopefully not far. <laughs> <laughs> you realise you've got the list somewhere, don't you? You can see what our top five are. Uh, at right at the second I can't because um, of my technical issues I've no, no right. so that, that means so. if Gary listens this week he might be a bit disappointed with where we placed for Ragnarok I think he will be Aye, I think mm. I might get an uh, angrily worded message yeah maybe don't pass it on to me I don't like angrily worded messages um, but Thor, Thor Ragnarok's great and, and I think it's the funniest Marvel film I think it's funnier than the first Guardians uh, possibly, I would probably put it in a par with that. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, so I, I have no problem with that being someone's favourite. I think that's it's, it's it'd be quite hard to argue against why that that could be someone's favourite. Aye, uh, but cool. Uh, is that us for this week? Technical issues aside. Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. Cool. Nobody right. wanted to speak to us this week, so we've got no questions. No, no, even Amelia or Sarah. I know. So if you're listening this week, use two. Get your finger out. Aye. Get it done. I know. Uh, you'd think just the name at least to fling in a sympathy question at <laughs> no, least. A wee pity question for us to uh, something to discuss. They could even have used a a fake name to <laughs> to to pretend it was somebody else. <laughs> but no. <laughs> um anyway, uh if you are listening uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Movie Podders. We'd love some questions to answer for our next episode. So anything at all, even not re- movie related at this point, Hi. we'll just take anything. <laughs> um, and we're also on Instagram at Movie Podders as well. So yeah, look us up. Come speak to us, and we'll engage with you. Bye. Love you. Bye.